So the original Beauty and Beast is one of your favorite movies, Chris? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is I'm a, not criticizing. Know, I just Disney never ones. knew that about you. Oh, I'm criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> Disney ones. And I love Lumiere. <laughs> I just love that, that character. Someone is a pussy. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about... Katik Kitak. <laughs> well done. That's it's pretty close. Is that is that how we're gonna say it? Like that's how it looks, right? Katik Katik Kitak. Sounds yeah, good to it, me. Actually, it sounds said, awful I, I, to me. It's a horrible word, but the pronunciation sounds fine to me. It's a I sound, horrible word. Sounds like I'm doing baby baby talk to a cat. Katik Kitak. I've been watching way too much Shit's Creek. The stuff that I like. Will die on a hill about being upset about has changed a lot since meeting David Rose. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> I just uh, I would like to point out before you get to your names, go ahead, that you just announced that Wilford Brimley had passed oh, yeah. away. Yes, and, and it would have happened two weeks ago by the time people hear this. If you don't know it yet, sure. Spoiler. So we're we're recording this the second Chris found this out, and this is true. Yep. The only reason I bring it up is because it instantly led to an argument between Chris and Tim about and autographs. This time, I am right and Tim is wrong. All right? All right. Here's... Okay, oh, the, I'll, I'll tell this story real fast. Good. Years ago on StarWars.com, they had... I guess they had found a bunch of Ewok movie posters from Europe because they released the, the, the Ewok movies over there. So I bought them. There was was a Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. I don't remember which one came first. I bought them, and the idea was I kept one, and I got it signed by anybody that was in the Ewok movies, kind of like our trilogy poster, and I gave the other one to Chris to have it signed by anybody that was in the Ewok movies. Well, apparently, Chris had a different idea. He didn't. He, he was at a convention. Wilford Brimley was there signing autographs, and Chris didn't get him on the poster. And I said, why don't you do that? He said, well, he's not in this one. I'm like, but he's in he's in the Ewok movies. And he's like, yeah, but he's not in this one. Like, that was, Am I wrong? Am I, I should have. I want my poster back. You were asking two guys that could care less if you're right or wrong about this. But like I, just, like I said, it's like if I see Karata, hey, sign my Ewok poster. But no, Karata isn't in either of the Ewok movies. So and that makes no sense. Brimley's only in one of them, so why haven't him sign the other one? Now here's He's a, in here's more a, Ewok movies than Caratop. Here's a question <laughs> that'll help me decide whether... Well, it'll never make me decide whether or not I care. Whether I can form an opinion. Are the Ewok movies... Is it a series? Like, is it... Does one story lead into another, even though there might be time passed? Like, is it a is it a franchise of... A sub-franchise of I the Star know. Wars franchise? It is a sub franchise then i would say it would be okay to have him sign one because it's a poster from the franchise mm. Aha. dave what Dick. do you say what do you say dave? oh you really want me to have an opinion about this <laughs> please you, you I, brought it up yes this I is just true wanted to, 
I just wanted to bring it up because as soon as you said that, like we we took a break and I came back, you said, oh, you know, you're talking about it. it was like, oh, well, who died? Wilford Brimley. My first thought was, and that's exactly how the start, conversation went. They're going to start arguing about this <laughs> because it's going to come down to I have them, you have them, you don't have them, I have them. It, it didn't go exactly the way I thought it would. Go. <laughs> that was your that was your five year old Dave voice from the Christmas special in 2015. By the way, <laughs> I'm disappointed because because Chris doesn't have him on the poster and he had the opportunity and now that opportunity is gone. But what about the franchise question? Oh, you want me to say... No, no, who, well, who what about the, po- the poster question? I don't care if you agree it's a franchise or not. Would it would have been okay for Chris to get it on the poster of the film from the in. franchise he was not in? No, because <laughs> he's not in that movie. Thank you. But Chris's argument was, <laughs> I don't get Caratop to sign it. Tim's going to win this no matter how many things he's got to throw at the wall to see this Carrot Top wasn't in either of them so why would you have Carrot Top sign your poster? I agree that it would be more appropriate to have Wilford Brimley sign that than Carrot Top. Here's my question. Why wouldn't you have Carrot Top sign that poster? (laughs) That would be the greatest story ever. And and when (laughs) when you point it out to people like, here's here's, uh, the guy that played Maestuane, here's so-and-so, here's Carrot Top, here's this guy, and just like never ever go back to the fact that Carrot Top is on your poster when people <laughs> yeah. look at you. Top. How happy would Carrot Top be if you asked him to sign that? You would blow his orange mind. He would. Oh, by the <laughs> way, speaking of Carrot Top, um, as you guys know, and, and I think a lot of listeners might recognize the name Austin. He helped us out, or at least heard us talk about it. He helped us out with our last celebration um, uh, appearance. He's now in the army. He just finished basic training. He called me the night before his graduation and informed me that the nickname his drill sergeant gave him during the entire run was Carrot Top. <laughs> That's perfect. Does he have a trunk? Do you have a trunk with <laughs> yes. a lot of shit in it? I asked him that and he had no fucking idea what I was talking about. <laughs> oh my at least you didn't call him Fat Buddy. What's your <laughs> name, <laughs> Fat Buddy? <laughs> That's Tim's go-to. I drill like sergeant. you, Fat Buddy. Why don't you come on over to my house and fuck my sister? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. Tim loves that shit more than anybody I know. Uh, I actually, um, uh, Ermy is buried in uh, Arlington, and I visited Arlie Ermy's grave uh, this past. Did you rub it? I didn't rub it. (laughs) No. Okay. Hold on. I have. I have a. I have a. I have a little bit of a. Um. What would you call it? A little bit of a technicality for you to discuss on the the whole carrot top issue. Uh, Okay. Carrot top. Was in Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, which is a parody of the Star Wars franchise of which the Ewok movies are a part of. So does that count now? Wow. I would say no. Uh, me I too, would say, actually. Yeah, I would say no. I don't know why I, I haven't that up. seen. I haven't seen Sharknado 4 to see how close it is. What? To a to a, a Star Wars you yourself a fan. It's a shot. I, I know. Shot. I've never I've never admitted to being a fan of any of the Sharknado movies. <laughs> it's like this man. That was almost as good of what as Darth Vader when his Tie Fighter gets clipped. <laughs> what? What? What was I the one that, that had? Uh, what was the one that had Tiffany and Debbie Gibson in it? Oh my god! or something like that. Yeah, uh, I would. I would watch that one. I just have a thing. If you're not in the movie, you're not signing the poster. That's simple. Well, uh, we've already wait, but, put that one out the window. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, wait a minute. With, ooh, Jedi and, uh, and, and Hal Wamsley. 
Yeah, this is true. <laughs> ah, okay. How about this? How about okay? Okay, here we go. The girl that gets eaten by the shark at the beginning of Jaws—the one that's night swimming—I have her autograph, actually. Okay, so she helped Ben Burt record noises <laughs> that were used for Star Wars. Would you have her sign your Star Wars That's poster? The best. She's not in the movie, nor is she credited. Absolutely, because if we have the guy who wrote the whole Star Wars, uh, I almost said front, font, <laughs> in the opening, he's not in the movie, but he's a part of it, sign it. I would so definitely have her sign the poster. Dave Perry or something like that? Rob Perry? Yeah. Perry? Last name's Perry. Perry. But that that one makes sense because she's Perry, a part Perry. of the movie. Of that movie. Not, not, <laughs> not like, you know the Ewok before but movie. Some of those recordings may have been used in the prequels and the sequels. So would you have her sign your sequel posters? Because some of those Chewbacca sounds may have been reused. I just might. If the chance ever comes again. <laughs> <laughs> I already got her in my Jaws poster. I even have a photo with her. But okay. All right. Are we done now? I'm trying to find Santa what movie that was, right? was Tiffany and Debbie Gibson were in because I know it wasn't Crocodilion or whatever it was, but it was one of those <laughs> ones. And I remember them coming out of the lake looking around and going, I think we're alone now. And the other one says, there doesn't seem to be anyone around. Uh, <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. Yep. These movies are just oof, trash. All right, well, the Kitik Kitkak appeared in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, don't laugh at these names. Just no problem. For once, for once <laughs> shut up. No, no <laughs> conversation about these names. All right. Okay. Nothing. My name is Cockroach Chris. Today I'm joined by Termite Matt, Triangular Head Dave, and Stick Insect Tim. Tell me some facts about Katik Keep Cat. Go! <laughs> we followed your directions. Yeah. You did. And it was, Mega, it was Mega Python versus Gatoroid, if you were uh, hanging out for that answer. I was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Katikidkak is the praying mantis creature seen briefly in Chalmers Cantina, like Chris says, in A New Hope. Now, have you guys spotted this character in the movie? Yeah, I was disappointed when you said what you were going to do, and I was like, oh, I know this character. I can't pull a Dave card going, mm, I don't know who this is. <laughs> is that all you wanted to do? That's all I wanted to do this episode, but I know who this is, so I can't. Yeah. Uh, come I, I, I don't recall seeing him in, seeing her in the movies, but oh, I You just shocked do, me with that fact. I, I do. Uh, I've, I've seen you know the photos and other things. Right. Oh, so right, if your well, question is how I seen this character on screen for sure, I cannot say I for sure saw the screen, but what Tim said, I've seen the picture. picture. I don't know if there's more than one a hundred times. True? <laughs> right. Okay. So, and I mean, I, I, I think it, that she, like Tim said, is very hard to spot. Um, and there isn't a lot about her specifically, but I really looked up her species, which there's some interesting stuff. So I'm going to start I'll with be the, the judge species. of that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm going to start with the species because there's a lot more about them. She is a Yamri. And they're also called the Hux because they are the, the species of insects from the planet Huck. 
now I'm picturing this character standing in front of a bunch of a thousand other of these characters going, the new order. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So if you're not sure still who we're talking about, picture a giant praying mantis that, and that's all you need. There's no imagination with this other than it being a praying mantis that walks on its back legs. Okay. It is a very dangerous species because of the giant pincer kind of claw like front legs. Uh, they are hermaphrodites, oh. which we've run into before. And really, all it is, like I said, it is a takeoff on a real praying mantis. Do you guys remember when we were little and we were we were very specifically told to never kill a praying mantis? Yeah. Isn't that were- still happening today? I, get, I mean, I see praying mantises all the time. So do I, and, everywhere. And it's like, I thought these, you know, these are like, inst- like um, extinct. Well, you can't kill them or see any. They were endangered species. So if, yeah. if you see one, it's like, oh my God, there's a there's the rare endangered praying mantis. And I remember thinking like, I see these like constantly. <laughs> and there's a fine if you get caught killing one or something. Right. We were Dave, told that when we were little. Dave, Dave would sneak up on one with a knife and slit its throat. <laughs> and then... Then fade back into the woods. The Rambo in the mud. Can't catch me. <laughs> and they were um, cool because they would fu- they could turn their heads. So if you were to walk around it, it would turn its head and look at you. you. Yeah. It would watch you. It's creepy, Manson. I um I was we were told not to kill them, but we were but if we saw one and we were able to capture it to bring it home and put it in the garden because it killed like spiders and bugs and varmints and stuff. Okay, that's a that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, they would eat invasive spe- other invasive insects. I'm reading an yeah. article right now. <clears throat> excuse me on Thoughtco.com about this, and apparently this is I don't know what you would classify it as uh, urban legend or rumor, but it's not illegal. But it's like this is believed all over our country. This wasn't a local thing for us. This is <laughs> something that's been going around for years around here. But it, it is not, nor has ever been illegal to kill a praying mantis. So go out and stomp the fuck out of them. <laughs> Kill them all. The last time I saw one, I was up uh, at Lake Nakamixon. I was walking there with a friend and we saw we saw a couple praying mantises. And we couldn't tell, you know, it, it, you know, I can't tell a, a male from a female. We were like, well, let's put them together. Because I heard like, like one will eat the other. And we like put, we grabbed the one and sort of moved it over towards the other, and they just sort of st- stood there next to each other and didn't do anything. We're like, eat one! Oh. <laughs> it was two dudes. It was pole to pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what, they want us to eat each other? I'm not going to do that. You want to? Are you going to eat me? I'm not going to eat you. Okay. Well, that's that You did always hear, like, at the, these, they would, after coitus, yeah. the female would rip off the male's head and eat it. That's fuck, up, fuck, 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 fuck. Kill! <laughs> I want that on a shirt, Tim, with, a, with, a, with this character on it. <laughs> they were very quick-tempered and sneaky. Um, I don't yeah. know. How sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But they were well. It is kind of sneaky because obviously it was in Shaman's Cantina, but we never fucking saw it. See? You could hear it. You could hear it. You, you could hear the little xylophone when it would talk. Oh, no, no, I got to get that Fred Flintstone bowling clip on my phone going again. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of Tim's go-to sound effects. They were carnivores just like 
the real insects, especially eggs. They delighted in eating the eggs of other species. Like the polycindrus? Well, so, so do we. Well, Matt, I, I, uh, you made up a backstory I, I, like you did for Kahali Sindros for this character. No, I was just about no. to say something very nice about you, actually. No, <laughs> I, I am already awarding you MVP, most valuable podcaster of this show, because what you just said is going to come back into play big time. I'll just okay? put that award next to my dozens of other awards for that one, <laughs> <laughs> but they love eggs. Um, they are smart. They're they're very, and this is th- this happens a lot. And Tim just did the Duros, and everybody's great at technology. You know, like all these like things. It's like they're great at technology. These insects were the masters of technology. Can you imagine this? I mean, folks. <laughs> so they were very smart, and they gained hyperspace technology very early, just like the Duros. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I like hey hey okay let's start here. These guys are these guys are finger typers. Uh, you know the single <laughs> finger. There's no you know you don't do the the. They only have one. They have one one little digit. Ah, so it's wait, like everything it, is two 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 two. Uh, it would take them forever. To, do we to know that pictures. their alphabet is based on twenty six characters and ten numbers though? It, it may be. be like the Hawaiian alphabet where it's only twelve letters and. Well, I guess they still have ten numbers, so that 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 in, that increases their typing ability by about what two point three times faster possibility. Well, no, I didn't take into account four less fingers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't that even the playing field a little bit? How many how many words do you type in a, a minute, uh, Miss? And she just holds up both fingers. Is that eleven or two? Yes. <laughs> it's just like yes. Oh, yes. It was a hunt and peck situation, is what you're saying. You're associating with. Typing ability with with intelligence. Though. You know, you, you make I, I a good point, Dave, I, I because my boss, you. like two jobs ago, like he was a, I guess he learned hunt and pecking because he only typed with his index fingers and he typed just as fast as anybody else with using all five fingers. It was bizarre to watch. I never learned how to type. We had to, we, we're so old that we had typing class. In I, had them. <laughs> I, yeah. yep. I had them. class. Yeah. Mr. Surface. He would, Surface, you know, yep. you'd line up on the, what was the, what's the mother row of keys, you know, like it's got some D F J K L the yeah. fucking colon thing. And semi, he would semi, semi. And he would hit a, a semi, 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 <laughs> semi. And we would do this. And I was like, I'm not doing this. You're kidding me. So I had the girl next to me type all my stuff and hand that in. I never learned to type. I can type really well with two figures. Well, what about the the, the fun days that he would just give you the numbers where hit do X 19 times, do X 45 times. And then it's JFK when you're done with it. Oh, look at that. I, <laughs> I did a type drawing of JFK. Why JFK? It's ASCII art. <laughs> well, whether Tim likes it or not, they gained hyperspace technology very early, started traveling all over the universe and fucking shit up. Okay. Ooh, and I eating like their heads off after it. Kind of. They enslaved other species galaxy wide. And then to make sure that their situation that they've created would stick, they would make corrupt deals with the empire to help okay. themselves Keep what they've took taken over. It was a very Enron situation. 
Hmm. They were shrewd. They would enslave somebody. They would make a back end deal, and the empire would go like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, we got your back." And then they would get the empire involved. They'd pay them off, and then they go to the next planet. Hmm. Thank you, Moff. Be gone. They're used a lot in the comics. I saw, and there are some very long stories <laughs> things that I don't understand about the comics in the uh, species backstory. Um, there's also a very long description of their biology when all they had to do is say, "Have you ever seen a praying mantis?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but, but but put put a skirt on it. Yeah, well, this she has a skirt. What? Um, what's her name? I already forget. Kitnik, kick, 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 kick. Where's the Gulaku is the praying mantis? <laughs> she, hangs out, she hangs out in the dark, dark corner of Shaman's Canteen and lifts it up. Easy access, Sailor. <laughs> I'm not letting you bite my head off, as tempting as that hole looks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, lady, you've got quite a thorax on you. Tim always, Tim always. Finds the most inappropriate thing to say. <laughs> take a hike. Uh, take a hike, devil man. Your music sucks. <laughs> He's been like Don Lovitz all of a sudden. Go on, band. Play some more jizz. He is a he is a mix of Richard Kind and John Lovitz. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks. So some wore bandoliers because they needed to keep their weapons in them. But uh, she does wear a skirt. I'll tell you a little more about that skirt. Later on, I can't wait. Uh, one interesting thing is, that, like I said, they were tech savvy, so much so that the manufacturer Industrial Automaton, oh, those guys, gave the. Uh, <laughs> you went out of your way to say that wrong. I appreciate that. <laughs> they gave. You remember the forlom, which used to be Zuckus. How it was. Yeah. yeah. Head. They did that to sell those specifically to them. Um, it was a protocol droid, but they gave the head insect features, hoping See, to catch on, on the species. I, I almost hope this is real because I'm starting to feel that this is another Kefali syndrome, but we'll find out at the end. But I hope that's real because I always thought that head of Forlom looked like an insect. And I always, and I, we may have even said it in that episode, I was like, I think this was designed for a different species that looked more insectoid because, I mean, C3PO's got a humanoid face with uh, three eyes or three eyes yeah that's humanoid two eyes a mouth and a, a, de- a dent where a nose would be and then i always thought four llamas designed for an insectoid species so i'm still weary that dave's not bullshitting us but i guess we'll find out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it, it, and and you know they they would program him to like compliment her because she probably doesn't get very many compliments he just walks up ding 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 nice ass ding 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 could be. Thank you, Forlum. Well, that's why, according to this, they look like that to sell them to species like like the Yamri. Yeah. Okay. Well, the most would, famous thing you know is go ahead. I was gonna say that makes perfect sense. Who would who would want to buy a, a a droid that is designed to interact with your species on a daily basis that looks fucking nothing like you? Right. That's why C-3PO is perfect for the humans. Yeah. Because of All right. You're buying into this, right? Not yet. Yeah, so far. Okay. Just want to make sure you're all buying into this. Nope. <laughs> fool me That's once, on shame bed. on you. Fool me twice, you ain't going to fool me again. 
That's exactly the way that saying goes. <laughs> the most famous one we know is Kitikikak. And <laughs> it's not very famous. Well, yeah. Um that's like that's like uh that's like Flock of Seagulls bass player famous. That guy. <laughs> you probably know his name. Actually I don't. Oh really? Wow. No. Nothing like him. This character is from Tim. Tim has put you. Tim and Matt pointed this out to me at some point during the ten years of the show that there are two different shoots in the cantina, and you can tell by some window and all this kind of stuff. I learned that from you guys doing the show. This character is from the original shoot. This character is not like we need more creatures. Let's bring in some shit. This character is original, original from the first shoot. Uh. She does wear a skirt. And she is the quintessential Gamry. All of what I told you about the species is true about her, except the importance of eggs. She is an egg junkie. Mm. I am too at Easter for those Cadbury motherfuckers. Oh, they're <laughs> awful. Oh, come on. Uh, uh, I love I, I love, love the Cadbury eggs, Me man. Too. Cream eggs. Yeah. Mm. And then at Halloween, Ooh. they have the... Cadbury scream eggs. Oh, yes. And they need a summer one. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> you like those, Chris? No, I can't stand those oh, things. Oh, I love those. That yellow give me that. oozes out. No, thank you. You give me that a half gallon of milk? So you have a man. <laughs> you That's a party. Yeah, I, can't. I yeah. can't get through one of those. Eggs, eggs. You know, I, lo- I eat the hell I out of I love them. eggs, yeah. But creamer eggs, uh, those Jawa eggs from Mandalorian? No, thank you. All right. What is your go-to omelet, Chris? Omelet, I like. I like green peppers, mostly sauces, and something spicy in there. Like spicy. chorizo. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a what, like a Western omelet kind of has a kick to it. Yeah. My go-to is is Western. Yeah. Um, Tim, what's yours? If I'm eating out, it's usually a Western. If I'm at home, it's usually just I throw in some cheese, and if I have a, a, a like a bell pepper, I'll throw that in there too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Matt? I don't have a standard one, but usually on on every any diner menu, there's like a one that has a bacon focus. It'll usually be that one, and and it's like bacon's the main thing. And but it change the other stuff that's with it changes with every diner. But whatever the bacon focused omelet is at a establishment, I will get. Yeah. Okay. Good. I love omelets. I just realized what this character's name is. It's it's the is- it's the phonetic spelling of the sound of opening a beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But she is an egg junkie. Like, you got any more of them eggs? Like, that's, <laughs> she is like, this is all she cares about. So, this was going to be my little mini pop quiz hotshot moment of the show. Guns. What character, <laughs> Guns. what character that we have done is a prime candidate for her pursuits? And Matt Ooh. already nailed this. Did you guys hear what he said? No. Okay. Is it? Uh, it's not the chick from Last Jedi, right? Yes. No. No. From Last Jedi. I don't know, just just say yes to yeah, that. I, that I win. The casino. The casino. <laughs> the point. Sack chick. Was that? Was that? Was that Last Jedi? Or was that? Was Was she in Solo? Was she the one of trying yeah, bosses? Yeah, she's in that. In, in the thing with um yeah with James Bond with the, the what's that guy the white suit guy the the master codebreaker yeah. well no no I don't even know what you guys are talking about <laughs> Matt 
has nailed this. Cal found Sindras, the, oh. ep- the episode about the legs. Remember the legs that walked yes. by the screen? And oh, picture, yeah. Like a big grid. That's the one, episode that's the one that ever. I made up. Yeah. It's just the legs going by. She is on the hunt for Cal Fowl's sweet, sweet eggs. <laughs> that's why she is in tattoo in Mos Eisley at all. That's why she's at the cantina. She knows the cow fowl hangs around there. She's hoping to catch a whiff of cow fowl, follow so, her home. So you're and- telling me in this story where whatever its origins of question may have come from, this character, this, this Kadikadek, whatever his name is, went to bartending <laughs> school got a certificate in mixology, went through the interview process at Shaman's Cantina, probably trained at night with Akmina just to hunt down some eggs. It's called the long game. The, the praying man is not a bartender. Oh, I thought it she's, was, a, oh. Pa- she's a patron. Well, then I strike my question from the record. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me I was wrong? <laughs> no, I'll admit I'm the- wrong. I just, for some reason, I don't know why I thought she was a bartender. Okay. Not bad. How you struck, how you struck it with the same vehemency <laughs> that you asked it. Well, that's what I, I mean, I deserve to strike myself back for that stupid moment. So there you go. No, when you see her, if we even really see her, I mean, it's like a passing glance in the background. Um, She's there hanging out and drinking, just waiting for those knobby knees to make an appearance so she can follow her home and eat her brood. She does have one friend. She has a drinking buddy. And I think we covered her um, maybe on the Tim V. Coven characters that he Oh, yeah. Do you remember Swilla Corey? Swilla Corey was a. Courtney Love looking human, um, blonde. Oh, very yeah, pale. yeah. So that's her only friend. And oh. uh, the other reason that the praying mantis is in the cantina is she's drinking with her and she's also introducing Swilla Corey to Ketwall, who we've done as well, because she's hooking them up for some kind of mission. She needs passage on a ship and Ketwall has a ship. So she's making a love connection there. <laughs> so the shit hits the fan like it always does in any of these uh obi-wan comes in the arm gets cut off there's a you know a throwdown, and then when the stormtroopers start coming she gets out of dodge so no eggs for her no eggs, no for, eggs you. for you <laughs> <laughs> because obi-wan cock blocks her eggs and that's the last that we really hear of her I don't know if she gets the eggs. You never see her again. She doesn't have a death or anything like that. But I assume she's still out there, you know, looking for a Denver omelet. (laughs) (laughs) She's on the hunt. The making of her, like the behind the scenes stuff is kind of cool. It was designed by Stuart Freeborn in the vein of, or in tribute to these old B movie monsters. Like Matt, Matt knows more about this stuff than anybody I know, but like those old movies that are fun to watch, like the ants, you know, and the, and the, they just take a giant spider and superimpose it on, you know, guys. <laughs> That's why they use this character. It was like, almost like an homage to those kind of old fashioned movies. I'm surprised that they even made this. Like I would have thought they could have just went to like the Fox backlot and found, old 
yeah, horror movie props that they could have just thrown in there. And that's that's what I thought this would have been, like a horror movie prop from some like plan plan nine from our space movie. Uh, right. that they just set up in the corner. They're like, all right, we'll just put there looks like of space. The rubber octopus that Bella Lugosi had to pretend <laughs> yeah. was being attacked by and grab its arms and wrap it around himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's in there. Stuart Freeborn was like, you know, it's it's an homage. Um seems like Star Wars is a lot of homages to, you know, Kurosawa and all these kind of stuff. So I think it's kind of cool that that's in there. I actually have an actor who inside that costume. Oh, and and I don't know that you've met this person, but I know we've talked about him, and it's Jack Purvis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dead. <laughs> Just like Wilbur Brimley. Yeah. Chris, would you have him sign your Ewok poster? No, he wasn't in it. <laughs> we have uh, Katie Purvis, his daughter, on our Star Wars poster. Was she she was... Ewok? She was uh, she was a Jawa, and I believe she was an Ewok. Well, I know we've talked about Jack Purvis. He was the um, chief Jawa, so you can add puppeteer to his list. It's uncredited, but he is inside there under the skirt, oh. operating the arms of Kakakakakaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's a lot of work for something that we barely see. I mean, they, yeah. movies, they, they stick him under there, like, move him around, Jack. You know, who fucking cares? We're never going to see it anyway. They just called this praying mantis on the set. Um, the the Yamri stuff and all the backstory of that species started, like many, many other things, in 1995 with that collectible card game. Uh-huh. It came back into comics when the artist Joe Caroni took up the mantle of the Yamri and started adding to the backstory. He really liked this too, kind of for the same reasons. He liked this idea of it being a B movie kind of thing. Have you guys ever met him? Who's it, Joe? Joe uh, we've never. I mean, I've never talked to him, but I've seen him at conventions. He's he's a he's an artist, but yeah, I've I've seen him around. I like his stuff a lot. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's very good. I, he he might even listen to the show. Uh, I, I think he, I know he used to like some of the stuff on our Facebook page a long time ago, but I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but well, if we learned anything uh, from our Facebook page, not everyone that follows our Facebook page necessarily has ever listened to the, second <laughs> of the show. That's, that's true. That's true. Well, as far as her and the species, that's all I got. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Matt. This is all real. Oh, I didn't okay. make it. Well, I'm not disappointed. I was just wary. My guard was well, out. There on your thing. Did you get that little picture I sent you? Because I I see it from here. What, yeah, what? I have a. Uh, I, I can get a, a better it, picture. It's did a, you it's find a, it in the movie? It no. It's actually a toy. It came in a three pack. That's, there was a bunch of um cantina bar action oh, figures. Okay. Now you said cantina. I, I, I get. I see what's there. going on there. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what got, picture is that you sent. It looks like you took a shit on something and sent us a picture of it. <laughs> no, well, it's after that picture. That's oh, okay. <laughs> I have one. It's like of the blue snaggletooth walrus man and Obi Wan, and they're at the bar and the canteen. It's like they have, there's a bar and like six bar stool chairs. It's a cool action set. The it, little it came out. It, it came out in two. It came out in the in the three pack, and it it did get its own individual release. Uh, yeah, like like ten years ago. This is back when Kenner was actually releasing action figures of characters that weren't Han Solo. Yes. 
and uh, Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia when they would actually go and say, hey, what are some of these, these other characters? Uh, yeah, that was back in those days. Remember those? <laughs> it, it comes with the with Wur and the Dr. Evazan, I think. Yeah. All right, cool. And if you can't find that one, just go to like a uh, a museum, like a natural history museum. And if they have any rubber bugs that you would get your yeah. kid, just there stick that in your little place because it's the same goddamn thing. <laughs> Stomp the fuck out of them. <laughs> as far as her and the species, that's all I got. Awesome. Awesome. Man, you got some feedback. I do. I'm going to go back to the iTunes reviews because it's been a little while. Um, I'm going to start, I think this is about the time I never mark off these. I should, but I don't. And it says, uh, oh, I do actually, I do know we, we said this one. So I know the one after it is the start. So he says, love the show. This is by a Costa Rica son. And he said, I'm glad to hear the Mel house thing is catching on. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Mel house. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering Christmas. I still don't even know I don't, yeah, what's going on with that. <laughs> it's catching on. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but it's catching on. It is. Is he happy it's catching on because he started it? That's my guess. That's um, actually, that, if I yeah, click on this, let's see. Yes, because uh, he has a review for Pass the Popcorn. Okay. So he's started it. Yeah. <laughs> but explain he to us what it is. Yes, is that's not a thing. fan. <laughs> he's, he's not a fan of, of Luke sitting in on Chris and I's commentaries because he, he keeps calling him Millhouse. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know what that means. Is that an insult? Is that a compliment? I don't know what it, what it means. I think he's, this is an iTunes review, right? You can't respond. Can you right. respond? No, to it? no, you can't. There's no reply button or anything. Well, we got questions. <laughs> we questions. got questions. I used to have questions. That was many years ago. That was I a great show. No, it wasn't. I sent you a better picture, too. It was right awful. Here. Yes. A better there you go. I see it now. Yeah. Of the oh, my turd with corn in it, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yes, I remember uh, the the someone showed like they thought they had found a rare copy of the of the Star Wars Cantina with a with Obi Wan Kenobi in there, and I think what happened was someone bought this. They just wanted the they just wanted the one figure. They they pulled out. I think it was the I think it was the praying mantis and just threw. And twisted in an Obi Wan an old Obi Wan Kenobi figure in there, just so they could have the one figure on its own. Why would they bother replacing the figure with another figure? That's a that's like a, a, a very intricate theft. Just take the one you want. You don't need to put something else in there. That's like going to bartending school and getting your certificate in mixology, and then going through an interview process and getting the job just for some eggs. <laughs> that cantina looks a lot like a Waffle House. You know, scattered and scattered and smattered. My my bet my favorite comedian joke ever in my adult life is Jim Gaffigan saying, "Here's a phrase you'll never hear in a Waffle House." Great job cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so, okay, the next one, short and sweet, from a J Dodd says, "So good. This show is my lucky talisman. It's fantastic." <laughs> oh, lucky talisman! How did he get in here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference. So last one here from a JW underscore 91 said more than just another star Wars podcast. Swick has been a part of my life for over three years. It's gotten me through some hard times and I'm grateful that I stumbled upon this gem of a show when I did such a fantastic show. 
Every time a new episode comes out, it's like Christmas morning. Matt, Chris, Dave, and Tim make learning about these obscure characters from Star Wars. It's like Christmas morning. I never got what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I was always severely disappointed. Matt, Tim, Chris, Dave, or Matt, yeah, Matt, Chris, Dave, and Tim make learning about these obscure characters from the Star Wars universe fun and often hilarious. These guys really embody the entire spectrum of the Star Wars fans all in one panel, which makes for a great banter back and forth between them. But it doesn't end there. You also have the chance to become a part of a greater SWIC community on social media where the hijinks and conversation continue well after the episode is over. If you're looking for a great show and a great community full of clever, funny people who share your love for all things Star Wars, the good and the bad, stop here and start listening. Also, don't forget to check out all the other Neozaz shows. They have been out, they have an outstanding library of content such as the Grady's Effectively Speaking and recently revived Indiana Jones in character and many, many more. What are you waiting for? Give them a try. Drive right in. Like Louie Anderson on a high dive board, you won't regret it. Signed, Grant. <laughs> wow. I think he hit every reference we have built over the past 10 years in one <laughs> review. And again, no past the popcorn. No one ever talks about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Damn. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that is, that, he should be our press agent. You're, such, know. you're such a Mel House, Tim. We got a high. <laughs> I'm, he's our press what agent. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your, your, your depress agent. <laughs> Tim, Tim, you're just, you just depress us with your depress. That was funny, Tim. Tim, well done. You, you redeemed <laughs> yourself for begging for attention for past the popcorn. Pass <laughs> the popcorn, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. I'll tell you guys. One of my favorite sticks right now is. How you are, I don't know if I say it. I, I don't know if justify explaining how you're adapting. That's a better word. How you're adapting the name to what we're going through right now. It, it's a great discussion. It, it's it's a bookend every episode. You start out explaining. We're, well, we're not in the theater passing the popcorn because we can't go to the theaters. And then you end with it. And it's like the ideas you guys are coming up with are uh, crack me up every time I hear it. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys make popcorn when you watch movies at home? We should. But we I don't. actually do. I make. I make popcorn. <laughs> I like. I like having popcorn. You do a little microwave, or do you air pop? Like in the pop, you know, like a little popper. What do you buy? What do you eat? What are you doing? How big a boy are you? Tell us. Oh yes, me or Tim? Oh yes, Tim. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I have. I have not eaten popcorn on any of our uh, recordings, but I might the next one now. Microwave. I, I have the Oral Redenbacher. Actually, mm-hmm. with and it's actually the movie theater butter. Yes, that is good stuff. What? Butter. So it's get authentic. The, get the butter, and I gotta throw salt on it too. But I've been lately having like uh, popcorn and M and M's, like mixing it up a little bit. Oh, is that no. the best? No, no, no. no. The, oh no. shit! No, 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 no. No, that's that's great. <laughs> that is a complete that. violation. No, I don't put it in the popcorn. I like throw. Oh some no, I do. In my mouth and M is in my mouth and mix it up there. In there. Well, it's the same. It's the same. I mean, you well, might. Yeah, but there's, there's a melt in the popcorn now. Usually, if you throw it in the popcorn, it gets so all. So this there. is the buttery popcorn. Yeah. With with well, chocolate, but it's not yeah. like slippery butter. It's like that yellow no. seasoning butter. It tastes yeah. like the butter, but it's not greasy. It's gold. Yeah. I don't know what to do with you guys. Sometimes, really. Now, really, how do you eat here's, popcorn? Here's, just, just plain. Here's popcorn? something. 
Let me let me throw this angle at you and let Dave lose his goddamn fucking marbles over this shit. Lose his shit. Do you guys the have do you guys have Aldi's up there? Yeah. Yeah. We were in an Aldi. We're looking for something. Oh, the, it's called Red Bag Chicken. Apparently, well, not apparently because I've now tasted it. They have these um chicken uh um sandwich uh, cutlets that are supposed to be like even better than Chick-fil-A, which let me tell you they are. So now I don't have to go support that form of hatred anymore <laughs> yeah. and for cheaper but while we were there we we're like walking around the aisles and we found this stuff called fry fry salt or fry seasoning it oh, will no. change your life put it on potatoes it put it good. on popcorn put it on anything that you put salt on and it will change your life what yeah, is it only compared? sold there that well i mean it's like they're weird it, it's not an aldi brand but it's one of their brands that only aldi carries i'm sure Ooh. if i i never knew this stuff existed i'm sure if i looked more into it um, there's probably other other versions of it out there, but I've only seen it at Aldi so far. Uh, so yeah, there's probably like a McCormick one, but I don't know what it is. But oh my god, it's like it, it's it's mostly salt. It's like eighty percent salt, but then that twenty percent of the other stuff they put in there is just like I put perfect. salt on everything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> salt on steroids, basically. <laughs> yeah, you want me Aldi? Why? You too good? Oh, I, I went. I want like name brand stuff. I don't want, you know, some God knows where it came from. Like second hand. God- I'm not going to get in this argument. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, here we go again. All right. We did this last week. We're doing it again. Taking a page out of Chris's trivia book. I will be asking you a Star Wars actor that I randomly have selected for the three of you. And you must tell me their number one box office domestic gross movie that is not the Star Wars movie that they're in. Okay? <laughs> the night Last the lights week. went out in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I uh, I did not randomly select him okay. for anyone. Week. Um, it turns out that this is randomly prequel week oh, because ooh. all these are prequel actors. Prequel so. Week. We're in alphabetical order. Chris, you're going first. Your actor is Liam Neeson. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Other than playing uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, what is his number one box office take? Sometimes I think of him as 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 the white Samuel Jackson because he's in everything. But did, did it was... I don't disagree at all, but there seems to be like... Now, correct me if maybe it's just my interpretation, but like there was like the Dark Man era where he did like movies that no one knew he was. Then yeah. he went on to be a leading man in fantastic movies, and then something happened where he couldn't say no to anything. Uh, that's my interpretation <laughs> of his arc of his career. That's a perfect way to describe it. Okay, I think does describe it. Yes, Liam needs to know he's been yeah. so much shit. I don't mean I mean bad. I just mean stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You mean I shit as a uh, amount, not a a uh, uh, correct review. Shit as a number. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got it all right here in front of me. I got the years. I got the numbers. I got the character. I got the movies. What do you think? See, I want to say Taken because that really was. I think though, I don't think that was a big hit when it came. I don't know. I think it was. But then I know he's in uh, whatever the shitty Christian Bale Batman movies are. <laughs> um, I'm putting that out there. Rajagoo. Yeah, 
man that puts M and M's in. He's the he's the big I, ragu. He's, I don't he's put the in the popcorn. I eat the same time. is the funniest <laughs> thing Tim has said in five recordings. <laughs> he's 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 the Eddie Mecca of, of Batman. <laughs> you know, I go from rags to riches. <laughs> so I'm, Does he dance I'm across the floor and knock knock the beer tray out of Laverne's? Hands or whatever happens in that and that opening. I remember Chris. Chris and I went to a convention. We were waiting in line for, I think it was Warwick Davis, and Eddie Mecca was at that at the table next to his. He was really funny. He was talking to everybody, but he had g- jars of ragu that he would sign. Get the oh my god! That's awesome. He did not. He were, did. They, he had- were they big jars? They they were they were bit they, yeah it, it, it wasn't like you weren't buying the ninety nine cent jars you were buying the two dollar and ten cent ones. That's awesome. this is like a Costco size bottle yeah. of ragu. But yeah, you could, buy the, yeah. you could buy the big ragu. But yeah, he would he would. Uh, I would get. I would. I would totally. Yeah, it was funny. It was an, an Aldi size ragu can. Uh, <laughs> but it would but but it wouldn't be ragu. It would be at all. Ragu. Ragu. It, would, it would be it would be like it'd be like uh, sunsweet. Yeah, I saw him perform at the Bucks County Playhouse. Oh yeah, Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof, and he was oh, fantastic. Really? He beedy was. Bum, he had it down. He was fantastic. I've only been to one play there. I saw Jesus Christ Superstar. What's the buzz, Tim? What's happening? What's the buzz? Tim? <laughs> I saw a play there. Don't even know the name. It made me want to drill a hole directly into my skull, and it had <laughs> what's his name? Uh, I'm gonna say Donnie Post. Is that his name? Ralph Mouth from oh, Happy Days. Most? Yeah, that guy, Donnie Post. It was so bad. Was, was it the Outsiders? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was, it was something I could never name. It was like you know, you could tell me the name, and I'm like, yeah, but no, I don't know. It was like one of those like experimental theater plays, and I just wanted to die right at that moment. Was Donnie Most in it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. He, he, they, was he, he may have wrote direct. It might have been one of those wrote directed things too. I have no idea. I am. I really have no idea. Was it a serious thing or was it like? Oh, a it was, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I wanted to oh. just. <laughs> ugh. They used Question to do is, that. Because you still, still got it. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> they used to take like a star from a, a show and put them in something. So it was like they were the headliner. Like yeah. I, like I said, I saw Eddie. Mac- I saw Gary Berghoff who was uh, Radar on MASH (laughs) in uh, Annie there. He played played Annie. (laughs) (laughs) I bet your bottom dollar. Chopper. I remember seeing Peter Tamarkin in Death of a Salesman. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't a death joke. I just couldn't think of another play. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were... No. Okay. If I was going to do that, I would have said Wilford Brimley. <laughs> would you have, have him sign your poster, man, or no? <laughs> I would have him sign my um, Death Becomes Her poster because name death is in both titles. There you go. Chris, what yeah. is Jim Neeson's? Whatever next- the, the Batman Dark Knight Rises movie he was in, that's that's what I'm saying. That What is your official answer? Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Is that the one that he's in? Yeah, he's in. He's in two Batman movies. What? Yeah. Is that your answer? 
Wait a minute. No, no, no. It's the first one then. Batman Begins. Because he's in that more, I think. Fuck. Well, it's not screen time. It's it's money. Yeah. Is he in Batman Begins? Jesus Christ. No. Name the the Batman movies and then name the ones that he's in. I think he's in more... I'll say one. Batman Begins. Final answer, Regis. Oh, he passed away too. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Batman Begins made $205 million. It is not the answer. I failed. So, Matt... No, yeah, Matt, it's your turn. What you're saying is in two Batman movies, but I don't remember him. I mean, it would make sense to have the big Raju um, <laughs> be a flashback, but I don't think he ever was, so I can't get... I, I mean, I would be taking a random guess of the two others, of the Christian Bale ones. Maybe you're talking about a different one. So I'm going to go with what popped into my head when you said his name. I mean, this movie was like huge and won a billion or at least was nominated for being Academy Awards. Now, whether it made enough money to be on the list, I don't know, but I immediately thought of Schindler's list. So I'm going to stick with that. That guess that has to be it. It's fucking Spielberg. God damn it. Schindler's list made $96 million. It is not the. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's, it is the dark Knight rises. He does show up. To the broken Batman in the prison as a as a vision, huh. I guess. That was right all along. Okay. Is that your final answer? Final answer, Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises made four hundred and forty eight million dollars, oh. and that is the right answer. Woo! <laughs> I was right all along and Tim stole my answer because I was Dave gonna guess says, I was gonna he guess talks around my answer like always. <laughs> Uh, all right. Whose turn is it? It's Matt's turn. Okay. He Matt. wasn't daddy. He wasn't daddy's daddy's home too, by the way. I'll let you know that. Um, okay. Do you want me to see how much I made? No, 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 no. Okay, good. Cause I don't care. Yeah. I was going to guess Matt. the A team. Cause that should have been the answer. It was <laughs> what a plan comes together. Matt, your actor is Ewan McGregor. Ooh. <laughs> that's another one where it's like the tricky part about these these questions is that like there's such a big gap between well actually Liam Nielsen was it but uh, the other ones there's such a big gap between Star Wars and their next one that it's so freaking hard to pinpoint what the next one was like the next highest one was so and Ian McGregor, even though he's been in critically acclaimed movies, was not in many big hits that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the numbers game. I'm gonna play the whole inflation thing and say Doctor Sleep might be it. Doctor Sleep made thirty-one million dollars. Well, so much for that. That's it. Not the answer. Shit. So Tim, you can steal again. For you and McGregor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he was in one of those Tom Hanks movies. The 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 uh, the second one. Um, the Vinci Code. Uh, uh, Angels and Demons. I'm right. gonna guess. 
Yeah, I'm going to guess angels, angels and Demons. It wasn't Angels and Demons. It made $133 million, and it's not the answer. Ah, oh, dang it. So, Chris, you can steal from Tim. Is it Mordecai? I, I think I know this because I was a huge fan of the original, and this was one of my favorite characters from the original. Then they made a live version of it, and he was the voice of it. I want to say the... the oh, Beast. yeah. The what? What is it? Beauty and the Beast. He played oh. in the air, I believe. The huh. candlestick. Final answer. Final answer. Beauty and the Beast made five hundred and four wow. million dollars, and it is correct. Nice. You have stolen. Yeah. Uh. Fuck you, Rajagul. <laughs> <laughs> it made a half a billion dollars. That unreal. I would never guess that in a million years. Beauty and the Beast. Well done, Chris. So All the right, original ten. Beauty and Beast is one of your favorite movies, Chris. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is I'm not criticizing. I just Disney never ones. knew that about you. Oh, I'm criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> Disney ones. And I love Lumiere. <laughs> I just love that, that character. Someone is a pussy. <laughs> B- uh, yes. Tim? Yes. If you get this right, you will win again. <laughs> second week in a row. Okay. Your character, your actor, excuse me, is Christopher Lee. Oh, Christopher Lee. Non Star Wars. Non Star Wars box office take. And he passed away too. It's got to be something more recent. It's got to be one of the Hammer Dracula films. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense. So you should guess that. Something from the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to guess Willy Wonka because he played Willy Wonka's dad. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Char- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory made $206 million, but it's not correct. Tim, you're going to kick yourself in the ass when you hear what this answer is. So, Chris, uh, we can steal. And I, I know it has to be between exactly. two movies in the same fucking franchise. I don't know which one it is. I'm going to go with the last one. Damn it. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> the, um, the, the Return of the King, the Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, fuck. He was in those. Mm-hmm. And I think each one probably made more and more. So I'm going to go with yep. part three. I think you got it. Answer. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King is not on his list. It's one of the other two. It's got to be. It has to be the first one then. It has to be. And if it's not, Dave failed us. It's not his fault. Um, It has to be Fellowship of the Ring. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Has to be. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring made $315 million and it's not the right answer. Ah, is it a t- is it the two hours? Lord of the Rings, the two towers made $342 million and it is the answer. Damn. Yes. Wow. I didn't think it'd be Damn the second that. one. Oh, shit. You guys are on the right track. Should we leave it tired? You want to do one more? Yeah, no, yeah if you got one handy in a second, I'll mess you up in the future. No, okay. Second to get the uh, page up here. Like I said, I'm using 
used to be able to look at this on box office mojo you know but uh you can't anymore because box office mojo is now linked in with oh, imdb pro Christ, i hate you have to have an imdb pro thing which i know is easy to get but i don't oh. know yeah i hate when no. these companies these big companies buy these smaller too, right? sites that are useful and completely either fucking like block them somehow with that shit or just ruin them like what was it when tv guy but bought jumped the shark they destroyed that site so you ha- you have to pay now to access IMDb or uh, to access Box Office Mojo. I don't think you, you don't have to pay. What's to, IMDb uh, Pro? You got to pay for, right? Or yeah, no? I think Pro IMDb, you pay for. IMDb Pro, you pay. It's like it's it's like a few bucks a month, but yeah. or do you, or do you just have to be a member of IMDb? Like sign up with a for an account with IMDb? No, it's at IMDb Pro. Uh, they could no. shove that up their fucking asshole sideways. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> sideways. I don't need to know box office. I don't need to know box office that much. It's not worth eight yeah. bucks a month. Fuck this. The site I'm using is thenumbers.com. It's it's great. It's easy to use. It's got everything on it. So uh, if you like this stuff um, as much as I know, I know I'm interested in this. And I know Chris is very interested in it. So uh, it's always yeah. fun. It's good. Me. All right, we'll start <laughs> over again. Actually, let's do the order thing. The order yeah. thing, okay? Because the stakes are high. Pick a number between one and fifty. Chris, forty-seven. Matt, eight. Tim, twenty-eight. It was forty-nine. Jesus. So, Chris, then Tim, then Matt. Okay. Your actor is Ray Park. Oh, what happened to him lately? Um. First thing, can't be many choices there. That's the thing. The first thing that, that I thought of was the was X Men. He was he was Toad. Same um, thing as everything else. <laughs> he's he's not in anything else. That's like that's huge. I'm going to say the very first X Men movie. I don't answer. Yeah. X Men made 157 million dollars. That's, that's nothing. And it is correct, and Chris wins the episode. It just edges out G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Oh, yeah, he's Snake Eyes. Cobra, la, 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 la. Yeah. They were neck and neck. Um, So, I I mean, I just picked a random person again. But uh, they were were pretty close. But Chris, nice job. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ray Park, for everything you do. (laughs) (laughs) All the movies you put out there for people to see. Yes, literally on in the theaters or on Instagram, whatever yeah, you. Was, hey, I loved all your hit film. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, thank you for telling us about this little Frank Mantis. It's not a little, actually. Bite you your are, head off. You are welcome. And we'll see you next time when we do somebody else. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.com 
www.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 